Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. It is Logan, and I'm back with a new podcast, finally. It's been about almost two weeks since I've made a podcast, but we're back. Um, And I've tried doing this review multiple different times, but I just felt like they weren't really adequate of reviews. So today we're going to be doing my third attempt at making my Doom Eternal review. And I'm hoping that this try, it actually is up to my... I I guess, standards. So, Doom Eternal came out on March 20th. I ended up getting it a day earlier, but didn't play it till the day that it actually, you know, you were supposed to pick it up. So, Doom Eternal, I just want to start off by stating that I'm going to start with the campaign first and then move into battle mode and then kind of compare it to Doom 2016 and which out of the two I I like the best. But... So, the Doom Eternal story starts off about six to eight months after Doom 2016. You really don't get any, any information as to what happened to the Doom Slayer after Doom 2016, but you pick up Earth's been invaded by Hell, you're the Doom Slayer, and you're on a quest to kill three Hell Priests, which are doing a blood ritual that is, in turn, allowing the demons to consume Earth. So, your goal is to kill all three priests to stop the blood ritual to stop the demonic invasion of Earth. So, this, of course, takes you from Earth to Sentinel Prime, the homeworld of the Sentinels, Argentineur, to Hell, and to Erdak, the home of the Makers. So, one thing I really appreciate about Doom Eternal is the fact that the graphics are beautiful and the backdrops are amazing. For instance, Hugo Martin was on the Pacific Rim team and designed, like, the Jaegers and stuff. So, like, when you look out in the distance, you'll see, like, Titans walking around or Hell Barges, as they're called. You'll see human mechs out in infested lava. Like, just looking out into the distance, it's beautiful. The, The fucking design of the world that's around you that you can't necessarily interact with just beautiful backdrops which i think is really amazing um but one thing that i really really uh liked is the gore system so adding on to graphics the gore system from uh doom 2016 to doom eternal got really revamped so in doom 2016 you really didn't know where the enemy's health was at they were kind of just bullet sponges that got bloodier yes there was some flesh torn off of them but you really couldn't tell because it was pretty much just blood Covering them, but in Doom Eternal, you actually see chunks of flesh fly off, bone exposed, muscles exposed, and it gives you an indication as to where that uh, demon's health level is at, which is really nice. So, graphically and with gore mechanic, that's really nice. Um, I really think that, and and a lot of people have complained about um, cutscenes. So, the third-person cutscenes are beautiful, they're amazing, they are for, like, because Doom obviously isn't a major story-focused game because they do a codex, like, in Doom 2016, but the Doom Eternal one's a lot more fleshed out, in my opinion, and it's a lot easier to follow because in Doom uh, uh, 2016, they, you know, they set up a codex, but in... It had to do with, like, environments and characters and stuff. But in Doom Eternal, they have it set up as, like, the story of the Sentinels, the story of the Fall of Earth, Hell itself, the Makers. Like, they have specific tabs for such uh, things. So that was really cool to see, the fact that, you know, they had it really organized this time around. But one thing that I really did enjoy about the cutscenes is it gave Doom 
a much more cinematic story feel. Now, there are a lot of people complaining about this, saying, like, Doom is just a run-and-gun game. Yes, you're not wrong, but you can also skip and disable cutscenes. So there's no point in complaining about the cutscenes. I think it's a good addition. I like the cutscenes. I like being able to see the Doom Slayer from a third-person perspective because it is a first-person perspective game. What's the sense of having cosmetics if you can't see your character? You know what I'm saying? Okay, you see him in the main menu. Don't you want to see him in action in, in the uh, costume you chose for him? In Doom 2016, you only wear one suit the entire way through the game. So there was no sense in having cutscenes because you would you don't need to look at the Slayer. But in Doom Eternal, you can have different fucking costumes. So it's really nice to see cutscenes where you can actually see your character and your costume from a third-person perspective. <laughs> I thought that was really, really cool. I do got to say that, you know, story-wise, Doom Eternal is a more heavily focused on story, even when it comes to the main campaign, because Doom 2016's campaign was pretty much, okay, Hell's taking over Mars, uh, you know, the Hell Portal's open, so we awaken you, the Doom Slayer, to shut the Hell Portal. Pretty much that's the story of Doom 2016. Shut the Hell Portal down on Mars. That is your goal. That is the only goal of Doom 2016. Doom Eternal, you're trying to save the entire human race. So there's a difference between just shutting down a portal on Mars to hell and saving the entire human race. There's a major difference between the two. Major. Major difference between the two. Um, I personally feel like Doom Eternal's stake should have been saved for the third installment rather than the second one. But I don't know. Maybe they have some bigger grand scheme. Where the whole universe is at stake rather than just specifically Earth itself. So, what exactly does Doom Eternal do in story that uh, is really appreciative? They explain, even if you don't read the Codex entry, they explain the Doom Slayer's backstory. We figure out, spoiler alert, that Doom, the Doom Slayer is Doom Guy. Okay, he is Doom Guy. Not from the 1993 game um, and Doom 2, not from those games, not from Doom 64, even though people are trying to claim that everything's connected. That is not the case. You see, unless there's an interdimensional piece going on here where this Doom guy is from a different Earth, then maybe. But I don't think so. I think that this Doom guy is from our Earth. So that's the part that I guess has remained to be seen if this game connects with the other ones, which it they said it's a reboot. They said that Doom 2016 was a reboot and Doom Eternal is a sequel to the reboot. So why would you include the other games if it's a reboot? In that case, it would just be a continuation of the series. So just stick with this as a rebooted version of Doom Guy, okay? The Doom Slayer was a mortal man, Doom Guy, a space marine who fought the demons and came in contact with them. We don't know when, we don't know how, we just know that he's a space marine who's a regular human that did. He ended up fighting in the Coliseum, even with terrible wounds, and surprised the priests and, gave, and, and the Sentinel Council gave him the opportunity to fight alongside Sentinel, uh, those of Sentinel blood. So, even though he's an outsider, he, got, he was the first ever with that opportunity. And after the demons started invading, invading Argentinur, the Sentinels knew that uh, the Doom Slayer or uh, Doom Guy, the, out, the Outlander, his description of who he was fighting matches what the demons were. So the Doom, Doom Guy, Doom Slayer, at this point he's Doom, uh, Doom Guy, but so pretty much he's fighting the demons off and the Titan. But the Seraphim, who is a maker, who is a maker, 
brings the Doom Slayer or Doom Guy under secrecy, doesn't even tell the Con Maker or the Council, and puts him in the Divinity Machine. And the Divinity Machine gave him speed, strength, and stamina that matched his will, unrelenting. So he pretty much became a fucking unkillable, overpowered god from this divinity machine. And that is when he went from being Doom Guy to the Doom Slayer. Once he got those powers from the divinity machine, he became the Doom Slayer. That's essentially where it became. Terrace Nabad is where the uh, story of the Doom Slayer kind of originated from, where his Crucible is and everything. So yeah, the Doom Slayer was once a mortal man turned god from a machine. So, that story of the Doom Slayer. Like I said, I love this story. Because the story, the story, even if you don't read the lore, which a lot of what I just said is from lore, like what you get to see through cutscenes is he gets put in the Divinity Machine, which gives him powers. Um, you get to see him fighting in the Coliseum and him getting dragged to the priest after being fi- found outside the walls. But you get to know it's Doom Guy, okay? So, what else do we get to do in this game? Well, let's talk about the weapons. The weapons in this game, there are so many weapons that you could do, including the Slayer Gates to get the uh, Unmaker, which is, by the way, one of the most overpowered weapons in the game other than the Crucible and BFG. In my opinion, I think the BFG is a lot weaker in this game than it is in Doom 2016, but it's definitely a top-tier weapon, um, along with the Crucible and Unmaker. But the Unmaker fucking shreds anything in this way. Cyberdemon, dead. Especially once you get, like, the cheat codes. You get infinite ammo, qu- uh, quad power, uh, power-up. Yeah. You activate those all game, you don't even need to use anything. Or the rage ability. You can just fucking rip demons apart with your bare hands. You can do whatever. That's one another great thing I love about this game is on top of all the weapon variety and weapon mods. So pretty much like I like using the combat shotgun and sticky bombs, but I feel like I, I can use every weapon. Like I enjoy using every weapon in the game. Like they all serve their purpose. Maybe besides the heavy cannon, I even with the heavy uh assault rifle or the 50 cal assault rifle in Doom 2016. I was never really a huge fan of that gun. I'm not really a fan in either game of that gun, but I do enjoy the combat shotgun a lot more in this game than I did in Doom 2016. Uh, I actually use it more than the, than the double barrel, which has the meat hook. I only really use the meat hook whenever I'm fighting against pain and elementals because they're fucking annoying and I like to get up in their face and shoot them. Cacodemons, I mean, obviously you use the combat shotgun, shoot a grenade in their fucking mouth. But yeah. So there's a lot of great things in this game weapon-wise, right? And you feel powerful. The Crucible is one of my most favorite weapons in the game, along with the Unmaker but and Combat Shotgun, but I just choose not to use it a lot because I like to keep consistency because why start the game with the Crucible? Then you could just legitimately kill all the hell, and you, there would be half the story would be erased. So I don't use the Crucible until you get it in the story. Like, when I replay through it, I play through it like it's a movie. Like, when he gets to Crucible, that's when I start pulling out the bitch all the time. But until then, I just kind of use the combat shotgun or the unmaker or whatever. But yeah, the Slayer Gates, let's talk about those. Those things are fucking fun. They're, I mean, they're hard, but they're fun. Because it really tests your ability as a Slayer to get really good at the game. Like, get good or die, motherfucker. It's it's pretty much what it is. It comes down to either getting really good or dying a lot. And in my opinion, the Slayer gets worth it. The Unmaker is worth the fucking grind. Okay? I have about every secret unlocked, all weapons unlocked in the game right now. I beat the game under... It's a 15-hour campaign, but I beat it down to 13. I just... I didn't die that much. Um, I got really good at it, so I ended up beating it in less time than it was estimated. I beat it about 13 and a half hours rather than the 15. 
But that's ultimately because I started really getting good at, like, the weapon combo stuff. But I was only playing on normal difficulty, okay? I'm not these people out here playing Ultra Nightmare, Nightmare Insane. I'm not doing that shit. I'm just playing the normal difficulty because I, I, I only ever play normal difficulties on games. Like, I'm not one of these people that feels like they need to beat it on the hardest difficulty. Like, you don't need to become a good slayer, like, for instance, in battle mode. Um... You could be a great slayer on campaign, but in battle mode, you will get your ass destroyed. But we'll talk about battle, battle mode a little bit later. We'll talk about that about the 20 minute mark. I'm only going to cover for about 10 minutes multiplayer. But so, yeah, um, the weapons are great. The slayer gates are awesome. Provide a good challenge for those of you who want, first of all, the unmaker. And two, for those of you that want a challenge, I want to talk about the enemies. There's a good weapon, uh, I mean, enemy variety in this game, even though they did some redesigns of the 2016 demons which i'm glad they did because they kind of needed to i mean the imps were fine to me i didn't think the imps were the ones that really needed to redesign the soldiers definitely did though um and i really appreciated all the redesigns that they did and the new demons um when i came to like the cyber bear and of hell that i mean he's easier to beat than the flaming bear and of hell but it's still very awesome to see that there's the prowler he can be annoying at times. There's that one motherfucker, I think he's called like the, no, not the Cyclops. I don't think it was the Cyclops, but the guy that fucking deploys shields in front of you. There's the Whiplash, which is like the first female demon who just fucking uses chains and shit. She's like a snake. Every time I see her ass, I kind of just pull out the chainsaw. I, I wound her, pull out the chainsaw. I think, I think you can chainsaw her. Yeah, normally I have enough uh, shit on me to take care of her. That or I just sticky bomber and or, or i freeze bomber the sticky bomber and blow her up so there's that too that's an easy way to get rid of her but yeah there's a lot of different enemies in the game i know i'm missing a lot but let me talk about the bosses the bosses in doom eternal feel easy i'm not going to lie to you guys they feel easy and to me that's a that's a downside um it's just, when I was playing Doom 2016, to this day, I still have problems with the Spider Mastermind. Like, I still will die one or two times before I beat the Spider Mastermind. I beat the Icon of Sin in about 20 to 40 minutes, but I didn't die once. That's how easy they made it. And when it came to, like, the fucking Doom Hunter, every time I see the Doom Hunter, I don't freak out. It's actually a pretty easy kill. Like, I, I, I don't get freaked out by it. The Cyber Demon, he's really the really the only like mini boss, I guess, that I kind of fear is the Cyber Demon. Like the Gladiator, he becomes easy to beat. I played through the game a second time and I beat him really quick. The only demon that even with cheats that I kind of fear, um, well, I fear him a lot without the cheats, but with the cheats, I kind of fear him still is the Marauder. This motherfucker is the most annoying, quick son of a bitch. You will ever face in a Doom game. Literally, he has the Doom Slayer sprint. He throws... Okay, you're far away from him. He throws an axe at you. You get too close, he shoots you with a shotgun, summons his fucking hell dog to come kill your ass. And I'm just like, okay. You have to be mid-range with him. And you have to wait. And even then, he might still shoot you with a shotgun or throw his fucking axe at you. He's legitimately so inconsistent. You have to wait till his eyes turn green till he swings at you to shoot him. To even get a shot on him. And you have to do that maybe like six times. Then you can actually kill him. So, yeah, no, even the BFG, the Unmaker, with unlimited ammo, like, even the fucking Crucible, you can't one-hit this bitch. Like, he is the one motherfucker that you cannot one-hit. They really did a good job with the Marauder. Like, a lot of people don't like him because he's annoying. Oh, yeah, he's annoying. And I agree with that, but he's a fucking annoying asshole. But he's one of the best bosses in the game, by far, just because of the challenge he presents. 
And I'm very grateful that they put him in the game because I really like challenge. That's why I did all the Slayer gates. And he provided a very good challenge. I consider the Marauder a more formidable boss than the fucking Icon of Sin. I mean, the Icon of Sin was awesome. I mean, that end fight was oh, beautiful. The fucking light, like the lightning, the gore mechanic of legit ripping him apart. And the end cutscene, beautiful. But the fight itself just wasn't hard. I mean, I enjoyed it, but if I had to say my favorite boss fight would be the Marauder. Easy. Every time I faced a Marauder, I I was put to put to the test. Finishing up a little bit on the campaign, um, I gotta say, I do like the platforming. A lot of people have been complaining about like being Spider-Man and climbing up walls. I think it's cool to climb up the walls. The only platforming part that I guess I could care less about is the monkey bars, but I love doing I love I love the climbing. The swimming's okay. Like, I don't mind the swimming, you know, ones. It's cool to have some different mechanics in there. Because people are like, oh, well, Doom is this. Yes, Doom is what Doom is. But at the same time, this game is Doom 2016 with added on stuff. They're doing a little bit of different things. And I hate when people complain about when people do the same things. But then when they do something different, they complain about them doing something different and say it's not the source material. Who cares? They're trying something different while still doing the same thing. So it should please everybody. If you don't want to do the platforming, I mean, yeah, you have to do it, but it's fine. Is it really going to hurt you that much in your gaming experience? I mean, it shouldn't define the game for you. But on a, on a campaign, uh, campaign standpoint, from guns to graphics to story to platforming, um, it's great. And the Fortress of Doom is awesome. You know, throughout the missions, you know, you'll collect toys, which you can go to the Doom Slayer's um, personal bedroom for. And uh, that first of all, that's great. You got the 2016 Praetor suit in there being fixed up. He's got his own fucking PC monitor. He's got an old PC in there, record player, bookshelf, toys, guitars. He's got everything in there. You can also, throughout the whole um, Fortress of Doom, you can activate music that you can play in the Fortress. You can do the Repertorium. You can kill demons, try out some new mods or whatever. That's always fun. You can unlock Praetor Points. You can unlock weapon mods, new skin. Well, three skins to be in particular. There's the Sentinel Training Armor. There's the uh, 2016 Praetor Suit. And then the original Doom Guy Armor from, you know, 1993. So there's a lot you can do in there. But one, And, of course, unlock the Unmaker. But once you unlock the Unli- Unmaker and unlock pretty much everything in there, the Fortress of Doom at that point kind of becomes pointless. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Like, it's great when you're first starting game and you're exploring it and it's fucking awesome. But once you play the fuck out of Doom Eternal and you've unlocked everything there is to unlock, which I pretty much have. I have all the Praetor points, all the uh, crystals, all the um, uh, all the costumes, uh, and the Maker unlocked. The only thing, I think I have maybe a few weapon mods th- that I don't have. Those are the only things I don't have unlocked in my Fortress of Doom. But my point is, is when you first start off, start off it's going to be great. It's going to be a cool thing. But once you end up beating the game and you unlock pretty much everything inside of the Fortress of Doom, at that point, there's nothing to do in the Fortress anymore. There's nothing that you can do. I mean, you can walk around it and be like, oh, I mean, things look cool. You know, if you just want to walk around the fortress, I mean, you have that. But once you have everything, there's no point in going to the Fortress of Doom unless you just want to look at the earth or look at the architecture, which it looks nice. So, yeah, when you're playing through the game, the Fortress of Doom is awesome. Once you have everything, though, it's kind of boring. Not going to lie. But campaign, 9.8 out of 10. Okay? Now let's talk about battle mode. Now, in my honest opinion, I also want to talk about the Deluxe Edition. So, you get 
uh, the season pass of the two story campaign DLCs, which I can't wait for those. More Doom content, great for me. But um, you get the original weapon soundtrack. That's pretty cool. But the Demolition skin was legitimately a sham. And let me explain why. It's still a good-looking skin, but they advertised the skin, first off, as if, like, he, he was going to have a demonic face behind the mask. You know how the Zombie Slayer skin, like, he's a zombie behind the helmet? Okay, it looked like he was going to have a demonic face behind his helmet. Sorry that I said mask earlier. I know somebody's going to be like, he has some fucking mask. But, so yeah. I was hoping that it was going to look like that. And then when we first saw it, we got to see the Demonic Slayer skin as it looks now, but with a red visor. And I was like, that's cool. But then we get the full game and you can see his face and he's just a normal human who's red and on fire. And, it, and I was like, this is not what I paid for. Like I wanted his face to look menacing. I even tried looking through the, the options to make the visor darker. Like they should put that option in by the way, to make the visor like, so that way you can't see through it. So that way it's more menacing. Like you can make it blue, black, red, whatever. The visor part, I'd really like to fucking tint out. So that way, you know, you can't see him. But, other than that, though, I would say the Deluxe Addiction is worth the buy. I just think the Deluxe Slayer skin is just... It's not as it was advertised. So, I am disappointed about that. But other than that, it's fine. It doesn't really... It doesn't affect my opinion of the game. I still think the game is great. And, you know, the overall package that I got is great. But one thing that Doom Eternal doesn't have that I really want them to have is Snap Map. Because Snap Map with Doom Eternal could give you so much more compared to Doom 2016. Doom 2016 Snap Map was the funnest thing ever. And it allowed you to replay the game. Like, if you played the campaign or you had enough multiplayer, you could legit create your own game mode, create your own story mission, your own map. You want to make a prequel, an epilogue, you could do it. You could do whatever the fuck you wanted to on Snap Map. It was like a creator hub for people who like to create stuff. It was like a modder's dream, but on Doom. And I was like, that's awesome. They don't have that in Doom Eternal. I hope they bring it to Doom Eternal eventually. There looks like there's some room on the main menu that they could put it, but they might not. I hope they do, but they probably won't. Battle Mode, however, is a really fun game. It's very different. It's not like your regular TDM or anything. It's two demons versus one slayer. As a slayer, you need to be skilled, know when to uh, damage, damage what demon and how to damage them. Because if you kill one demon off and the other demon is full health, you're not going to kill them both. What you want to do is, is about eliminate half the health of each, kill one, and then go straight for the other one. Because you do more damage to them than they do you. And you also have the opportunity to go and get harm, armor, health, and, and ammo. Even though they can block it, if they block you and then you go to get ammo again, they can't block you for like another 30 seconds. So, as a slayer... You've got to be very skilled. As demons, you've got to work together to be able to defeat the Slayer. You have to talk to each other, communicate. That's a, what it's a, a lot of it's about. And it's great. It's cool. You get to customize your demons. You get to choose whichever demon you want to uh, play as. There's just so much customizability. And they have their little battle pass thing going on too, but it's free. You don't got to pay for it, which is great. And you can unlock XP through campaign and through battle mode. But the thing is, though, at the end of the day, battle mode is not something I could play all day. Like, for instance, I would rather play Call of Duty, Dead by Daylight, um, Friday the 13th, um, just, just, I'd rather play a lot of things, like, I'll get on and play, like, two, three, four games of battle mode, but after that, I'm done, like, I can't play battle mode all day, like, it's just not that engaging for me, I'm so used to the TDM stuff, but I will say, Doom's multiplayer, I like this better than Doom 2016's multiplayer, it's just, it's not my fit. But it's it's a great thing, you know what I'm saying? Just because it doesn't work for me doesn't mean it's a bad idea or that it shouldn't be made. 
just because I don't like it. Like, there's probably people out there that love that, that love that and would play that all day long. Because that's the thing. Just because I or somebody else doesn't like it doesn't mean it's a terrible idea. Because people aren't going to like things. At the end of the day, there are gonna people that don't like Doom Eternal. That, that's fine. Like, I fucking don't really care about... Um, what's a franchise that I've tried playing that I really don't give a fuck about? It's kind of hard because I buy a lot of the franchises that I do give a fuck about. Let's say... I buy, like, a Madden game and I fucking hate it or something because I don't play sports games. A lot of people love playing sports games, but I don't like it. But that doesn't mean it shouldn't be made. Same thing with Doom Eternal's battle mode. It's a great, it, like, it's a great mode. It's a great mode. It's well-balanced. It's fun. It keeps you on your toes, and it makes you think. You gotta actually think about what you're doing. It's really good. And it fits along with the campaign, too, because the campaign, you gotta think about, you know, when you need ammo, when you need health. You need to keep track of these things, and you need to strategize. That's what battle mode is. The campaign prepares you for battle mode. In that sense of tasking and thinking about what you're doing. That's what I love about Doom Eternal. It's fast-paced, action-packed, great story, great multiplayer. I'm just not a fan of playing that type of multiplayer. So I personally will not play it a lot. But I still love it at the same time. I love the idea. It's executed well. I just don't like that type. So I'm not going to play it that much. But it's still great. And I recommend if you definitely like like those two-on-ones, teamwork, or just, you know, thinking and being very strategic, definitely play this. It's worth it. It's, a gr- it's greatly executed. Everything's balanced. The Marauder is actually balanced to the point where, like, he doesn't pull out a shield. You can't pull out a shield in multiplayer, which if you could, that'd be overpowered. So they really did a good job balancing that. And you can customize your demons with skins once you unlock them. But yeah. So my official Doom Eternal score is going to be a 9.8 out of 10. It's phenomenal. Now, do I like Doom 2016 better or Doom Eternal? Well, in story sense, I like Doom Eternal better. In gunplay sense, I like Doom Eternal better. In graphic fidelity, Doom Eternal better. But in atmosphere, Doom 2016. There was something about Doom 2016's atmosphere throughout the entire game that I just liked more than Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal's atmosphere to me is worse than Doom 2016. But that's really the only thing I consider worse about it. Doom 2016 was great, but Doom Eternal, I think, did a lot of things good. And they did good innovations. It's just there are going to be some people out there that don't like those innovations because maybe it makes them have to think about what they're doing or play the game a little bit differently, having a little bit of an adjustment. I mean, I'll tell you from Doom 2016 to Doom Eternal, Doom Eternal's a lot faster. It's a lot harder. I, could, I was saying that because, by the way, you can go to our YouTube channel. The link is on our Facebook. You can go to our YouTube channel. I have Doom Eternal uh, Part 1 gameplay up. I don't think anybody commented for a second part, so I didn't do a second part. I can if people comment enough, but I've already beaten the games. So, like I wouldn't be shocked about anything. But I was basic, basically explaining, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die. Like this is, this is a lot harder than fucking Doom 2016. But, yeah, so Doom Eternal 9.8. What do you guys think about it? You can always let us know on Facebook or whatnot. And I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Stay safe out there. And I will see you all in the next one.